And thank you for choosing For All We Know. As you know, this is actually our ninth podcast. So I want to go ahead and talk to y'all about the awkwardness of the last podcast being so short. (laughs) So we are a upcoming podcast where I decided that I would love to have a podcast and put all of the work and get all the segments ready and everything. And I brought my, my friends along with me. So I'm still learning, and as we're learning to try to get this audio the best that we can, we're using platforms that we actually don't know too much about it. So we have tried actually a couple of platforms at this point. Everything. Pretty much everything under the sun that we can (laughs) imagine. Stuff that costs, stuff that doesn't cost, you know, using Skype for really the first six podcasts. And I know that y'all, if you're still listening from those podcasts, can hear the audio difference between the sixth and the seventh podcast. It's huge. But the the issue with the last podcast, podcast number eight, is we had technical difficulties, huge technical difficulties, and we had to cut almost or over 40 minutes worth of audio just in well, order. About 75% of the actual episode. Right, in order yeah. for us just to get content out for y'all to listen to, for anybody to listen to really at this point. But I had a... And I just, I just want to say that that was the funniest part because it was all me and, you know, we cut that yeah, out. Yeah, it was literally yeah, all was, of you, Brandon. It, it was just Brandon's audio was like seconds ahead of everyone. So to break it down, what happened was Michael would ask a question, but Brandon, his answer would come through before Michael even asked the question. So it was very awkward kind of situation. Yeah, not even early, not even where it, it could have just been misconstrued or like a small audio problem but and that, i would even and start the conversation it, and brandon would already have the answer but my question was like 30 seconds long and well it's, I, I got espn man i told you that's not no, what that's listens. not that's not it espn is there's a 70 percent it. chance it's already <laughs> raining oh yeah well i had a question for y'all because i feel like every bathroom is different do you toilet paper under or do you toilet paper over and if you say one if you say one, I don't know if we can continue this podcast because I don't think we can be friends. An actual fucking psychopath. Put the toilet paper on the roll. Is yeah, over like under? does it? Yeah, over. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely over. Like who the hell no goes under? <laughs> I don't know who would even I, remotely. I, I try legit to thought you were asking like. Because all bathrooms are different. I was like, are you talking about like putting it on a toilet seat? And See, that's what room? I was no. thinking, like, yeah. where are you going to put it? Like underneath the seat? How is that going to help you? <laughs> on that same question, though, do y'all do that? Like in public restroom, if you oh, got to drop a deuce, are you lining that rim? Or are you just like going straight in, raw dog in the seat? Oh, well, I don't. No, I'm, I'm, I, I try I'm not like to use. Three rolls of toilet paper. I down. try not to use a toilet where I have to sit down in public. I just, people piss everywhere. Cause we're guys, we just piss on everything. I'm not trying to sit anybody's urine. Right. I think we talked about that in another episode where it's like the last thing I ever want to do is have to take a shit in a public restroom. Right. Like I'm not against it. I've done it plenty of times before, but like you said, we are not a clean gender. Not even a little. <laughs> so, you know, and I know the damage I've done to a bathroom when I just didn't give a shit about it. So, you know. Well, it it just starts young. So I, I got a two year old who just turned three yesterday, and so I bought him a little tiny urinal that you put on the wall, and I'm teaching him how to use that. And so I'm like, hey man, let's go pee. And so he he pulls out his little wiener and he starts peeing, but 
He just pees all over the floor and the wall. <laughs> completely misses the urinal altogether. He, he doesn't he get just the gist of the toilet. On the floor and the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's just, yeah, I'm peeing, Daddy. Like, I see that. Like, that's yeah. why this is here. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I feel like that's in any public restroom. People just don't progress from a two-year-old and they just continue to piss on the walls and on the floor. That's why I think it's always funny that some bathrooms just have drains directly under the urinal because they're like, well, we'll give them right, one place to piss. Know. But if not, they can piss right. in this open hole in the ground because it's not 2018. Well, they're also going to take a fire extinguisher and there'll be the, like the whole, the hose from the fire truck and just wash it down because they're going yeah, to piss gonna say, shit everywhere. Yeah, they just get like a steam air, like a water, what are they called? Like a pressure washer oh, and they right. just blast washer, that bitch yeah. down. Well, and on that same note, though, that's kind of the glory of being a guy is the fact that we can literally have a horse water trough with a hole cut in the bottom of it. And that's all we need in a like we don't even really need a bathroom. We just need to be able to just have a sheet that we wear when we piss so that we don't have to worry about it. But (laughs) I mean, literally just give us a drain hole in the bottom and we're good. I mean, that's the foreign countries, man. There's just a hole in the floor. You just go. Right. Yeah. Well, what is it? Slumdog Millionaire where the like. The community bathroom is just a wooden outhouse with like a lawn chair with a hole cut in the ass part, <laughs> and it's just a hole going into the sea or something, and it's just a mound, a mound of shit underneath this thing. I've never seen that, but I'm about to watch it just for that because it's hilarious. Well, what? and not to sp- not to spoil much of it, but uh, no, I'm not even gonna say it because it's pretty fucking disgusting. But yeah, I'll I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you come across that if you ever watch it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm never gonna watch it. I'll say I will. Just go ahead and spoil it for me. Okay. Well, the whole gist of the movie is the fact that it's there. This kid's playing. And spoiler alert for anyone listening that hasn't seen this, but this kid, Slumdog Millionaire, it's this Indian kid or I guess young man, whatever, that's playing India's. It's, it's either India or some kind of. I think it's India. Um, playing their version of who wants to be a, a, be a millionaire, which is, I mean, it's the same thing that we have, but the, obviously the payout's different. But the way he answers all of his questions is there's like a flashback and he goes back to a memory and that's how he knows the answer to the question. And I don't really even remember what the question was, but I, and I'm pretty sure this is the movie, but there's a flashback where he's like taking a shit in this thing and this like shit dock when he's like <laughs> six or seven, right? And there's this huge celebrity because, you know, Bollywood is like huge over there. And there's a celebrity in the area that came down, or he's like just there, and this kid's like, oh man, I gotta go. I gotta find this guy to get his autograph or whatever, but the line to get out, I really don't know why, but his first choice is like, I'm just gonna dive in this shit swamp. And like, so he just like Navy SEAL, just like coffin jumps into this hole and then swims out covered in defecation to go get his autograph from this uh, celebrity, and he hands him this taint covered picture (laughs) and the guy actually signs it for him and the kid just i mean it looks more like mud but yeah (laughs) just he's he's covered so long story short the kid dies in an ocean full of poop to get an autograph so uh so he smells like some of the customers that come to the retail store that we work at oh yeah i refuse to let anybody into our bathroom because it's not actually a public bathroom it's for just us really and people he, just so destroy you it. You have to tell the story about the guy who was sat there and shit his pants in front of you. Oh, yeah. So this guy comes in and... Wait, hold on. Which one, though? <laughs> Do both. Okay. Go ahead. So first one, I was fairly new. And guy came in and had some questions. And middle of the conversation, he just goes, Do you have a restroom? Mid-sentence. And I was like, yeah, no problem, sure. All one all one word, the other version. So, yeah, so quickly. So I let him back there, and he comes out, and I'm 
talking to him about something that we have to offer. And he goes, oh, well, you have a card. I'll, I'll come back and see you. And he just darts out the front door. And one of my coworkers was like, dude, how did you still help that guy after he shit his pants? And I was like, what? What What are you talking about? And he goes, I was standing behind him. That dude shit his pants before he asked you to go to the bathroom. Oh, God. <laughs> so the man dropped log before he even... Was he a bigger man, or how do you just not notice a bodily function like that? <laughs> really? I don't know. I really have absolutely no idea. But I hadn't heard that one. I heard about the other one. Uh, oh, I still yeah. want you to tell the second so, one. So we work in a place that, that sells high-end uh, products. Let's just put it that way. Well, I guess we can say technology, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we have payment plans for things, right? So people will come in and try to commit fraud where they whether use a fake name or fake social or whatever because everything's credit-based anything expensive now is credit-based and he was very very obvious with this fraud well i turned him down because it we you know we don't have anybody that does anything to do with fraud because you know it, it actually comes out of our paycheck and things like that so as he's getting up to leave I look down and we have white chairs, like white bar stools, essentially. And the man had shit himself, very obviously shit himself in this chair. And we have someone who comes and cleans the entire location we work. People refused to clean it. We stuck it in a corner until... The cleaning lady came to clean it. I feel really bad for her because she's really nice, but there's no way in hell I would clean that man's feces off of one of our chairs. I was going to ask, like, did y'all just throw it away? Or? No, 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 no. It's still there. It, it's still no, there for yeah, customers to There were to arguments use. about who was going to clean it, and eventually we were like, nope, nobody's going to do it. No, no, no. I just drug it into a corner because I didn't want anybody sitting on it for one, so I put it in a weird spot. And to make sure nobody went over right. There. Well, it was very obvious that the chair is not supposed to be brown either. Uh. You know, <laughs> very gross people. So do you, do y'all still have that chair today? Yeah, I have no idea which one it is anymore because they've been mixed around. So, so people are sitting <laughs> on once shit on chairs, and they have absolutely no idea. No, no, somebody did sit on it though before it was cleaned. See, I don't. I didn't remember I, that. Yeah, I saw a customer sitting on it before it was cleaned. It was. I felt very bad about it at the time, but. Well, I mean, I guess it's not too bad because they obviously. I mean, the sitting on it uncleaned is bad, but the if y'all can't tell which one it is now, I guess they did a pretty good job of cleaning it. Whoever had that hellish task. Well, it's not a a, a fabric chair. It's. Oh, that's it's right. It's a they're, hard uh, plastic. Like plastic. Yeah, I that's mean, right, it wasn't right. hard to clean. It wasn't taxing it wasn't like a stain it was it was there it was a smear yeah let's let's put it that way it didn't seep into the color but (laughs) that's even worse though because if it was cloth you'd be like oh so there was just like ode to shit on this guy's crack and he stained it but the fact that there was freaking smear this man was trying to come in and finance 10 grand worth of technology equipment and shit on one of our chairs, and then left. God, was... Uh, yeah, I actually don't want to even ask any more about it, because I just... <laughs> God dang it, that's awful. 
Well, so question for you. If you could go back and change something about your past, not to get too specific or personal, but what would it be? Uh, just anything? Yeah, I mean, just in general, because I just am curious to see what your responses are. I have a couple, so Brandon, if you want to go first. I mean, first that comes to mind, I, was, I would have left my ex-wife a lot sooner. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, and now, knowing now, obviously, in like hindsight, you could have saved all that time, you know, which I think that's where you're you're coming from, yeah. right? It's just like kind of not wasted time, but I know what you mean. It's, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. I mean, you have yes, I have two kids. I wouldn't have them, you know, without her. But it's just like, damn, eight years—that's a long time. Some of some critical years of your life, I guess you could say. Yeah, say the prime, but you know. I'm still, I'm still young and kicking. The prime, yeah. that's that's what it is. Yeah, the prime. Yeah, yeah. You weren't just like sowing oats all over the damn countryside. Or I guess you could have. I been mean, out. I was before I met her, so she took out some good time of that, you know. Hmm. I know. So mine's mine's pretty innocent. Um, I went to a private school from second to seventh grade, and I was asked one time if I wanted to be in the cussing club. Because, you know, oh, God forbid. But I felt incredibly bad because my best friend, his mom was one of our teachers, and I lied to this lady right in her face in front of everyone. And the thing is, I think because me and her son were such good friends, everybody got caught that was in it. Because it being private school, they got in a lot of trouble, but because she believed me that I wasn't in it, <laughs> I didn't get in trouble, but everybody else did. Everybody else got a ton of detention and you know, like parents called it everything like that. But somehow I got away with it. And I don't know why, but it stuck with me. That was that was like two thousand five that this shit happened. And I don't know why it stuck with me. It's I don't know. I just can't get past it. It's the weirdest thing. And I say whatever at this point but i don't even know i don't so, even know why it's still on my conscience how old were you at 2005 because to me i'm like dude i was like 21 so I'm like ooh, a cussing i club. was like... <laughs> i was 10 yeah jeez i'm old that was brandon i was in fifth grade <laughs> jeez does that make you feel bad yeah because i'm like man i've already graduated high school i'm 21 man i'm out drinking and living my best life you know so in the wild oats, i was to, so to speak that's where the age gap is just crazy. Right. How Bland's like, I had my first kid when you were still in elementary. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe uh, not. See, it wasn't that long ago. 2010 is when my uh, daughter was born. I was a freshman and sophomore in high school. Jeez. Oh, I didn't know your daughter was yeah. that old. Yeah, she's uh, she's eight. Man, he just turned three yesterday. Actually, just got finished up with his birthday party uh, about an hour and a half ago. It's pretty nice. Did he get any cool shit? Yeah, I got him a remote control car, and then uh, my daughter and then my uh, girlfriend's two kids have been fighting over it for the last hour, and so I have a massive headache <laughs> because of it. It's awesome. Good times. Yeah. So now you'll have to buy three oh, more cars. That. I already took it away and put it on top of the fridge. You have no clue. I'm like, I'm done with this. I just tried to bring fun into this family. <laughs> Absolutely. This family. This, this this man is about to have... He's got two kids twice now. Twice as many yeah, kids. twice as yeah. many kids. He's going to have a whole family. Sooner or he later, he's going to be cheaper by it. the dozen. <laughs> that was always a weird movie, because they, they did a couple of them, didn't they? 
they yeah, yeah they did. I, did. I think they did. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, the oldest daughter gets married, and they have to like compete against her husband's family, right? Uh, see, I don't remember. I remember because they moved to this big house out in the middle of nowhere for cheaper by the dozen too. But I don't remember like the actual storyline of it. Shit, there might be three of them then, because I know, um, I know in one of them, their family goes against the oldest daughter's fiance or something, because his family also has like twelve oh, yeah. kids or That's something in it like that. It's, it's like that one, yeah. So it's yeah okay. So that is one of them, but um, man, what's the premise of the first one? They just move, and it's like, oh, this is such a large family. This is crazy, <laughs> you know. Well, is it like a blended family, or is it just, uh... Michael, do you remember? Because I think it's supposed to be all of the one couple's kids. See, I don't remember there being a third one. I think, I don't know if I've ever seen it. I, I think I've just seen the first and the second one. There might only be the two, then. Well, the it's crazy that there's a lot of TV shows about that now, too. Like the bigger families or yeah. whatever? Or even the lady that had the her doctor... What was it like medication or something that caused her to have the eight kids? The Octomom. Oh, the uh, Octomom. Because that wasn't yeah. natural. That was done. Oh done. no, yeah, they that was like genetically modified, some kind of bullshit. Yeah, I don't. Well, get it. and remember the scandal behind it was the fact that she was like trying to emulate Angelina Jolie because that was when um, Angelina. And Brad, I guess, had a bunch of the, like, because, you know, they adopted all those kids in a very short amount of time. And then this lady had them, or had her eight kids or whatever, and she had all this surgery to look like Angelina Jolie. Because if you actually Google Octomom, you can definitely tell she had work done to look like Angelina Jolie. Interesting, I didn't know that. She should have got more done, though, because she's uh, not good looking. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, no, yeah, it was, uh, well, in... God, that's that was so long ago. Now that I think about it, too, because I was—I don't even know how old I was, but I know it was definitely long enough ago to where, um, that was because, like I said, that was basically the same time when they adopted all their kids. Well, Blake, did you have anything that you would go back oh, and change? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I guess the main one would be I would go back and in college. And <laughs> this sounds kind of. Not dumb, but I would definitely have changed my major because, I mean, I like the degree that I got and everything, but there was, like, I would have gotten a animal science degree instead of the one that I have because I took an animal science class and it was probably my favorite class I've ever taken in, um, taken in college or whatever. Okay. So I would, I'd go back and do that. And there, it took to actually kind of go off of what you said in in elementary school. Um, my best friend, he was like a super avid reader, and of course, there's the if the the people of our generation, Michael and I generation, will know the um, uh, what was it, the AR points. So we had, you know, oh God, I think I it's like every six, every six weeks you had to get, what was it, like 10 points? Yeah, you had it to go in there and read a book s- and then answer questions on it. But I always just had the person who read it try to give me pointers sitting close by <laughs> as I took the test. No shit. My little sister was just talking about this earlier today at my, uh, my son's birthday party. And we never had this, so it's interesting. Well, and see, that's actually where my story goes to is because I remember, and, and it wasn't that I never read, I just... 
looking back at it, I'm very certain I have some kind of ADD or something because I just couldn't read when I was younger. Like I, I liked reading, but I could not pay attention to save my life. Like it took me forever to read a book, but I, I enjoyed reading. It was just very hard for me. Now it's fine, but back then it was like literally anything that could distract me from the page would take it. So anyway, crunch time's coming up. It's like two days before we need our AR points. And I know, you know, there's the bigger books reward like way, way more AR points. And the way I think this class that we had works is that if you got more than 10, they would carry over to your next six weeks because essentially you only needed, I guess, 60 AR points for the whole year or something like that because it was like 10 per six weeks. Either way, um, and it was come to crunch time. And my best friend, like I said, super avid reader. So I knew he'd read, and he read way above our grade level. And I mean, I did too, but he read way faster than me. So I knew he had read this one book, and I knew it was like 30-something points and I was like, man, I really need this or whatever. And I'd never thought about doing this up to this point, but I was like, yo, I need you to help me with this one so I can get my, my points for the thing. But obviously don't give me all the right answers because we can't get 100 on it because they can just look and see if I checked the book out and see I never did. Either way, it was a whole scheme or whatever. So long story short, we do it. I make like an 80 on the thing, and I get the points that I need, and um, everything's good. And then, like, a couple days later or something, he gets called to the office or the library or something like that. And I still feel so freaking bad about this to this day. And because at the end of the year, there's this 100-point AR point club where, like, if you have over 100 points, you get, like, this trophy and they acknowledge you or something at the, uh, at the auditorium for, like, the whatever the thing is, the end of the year meeting, whatever. And he came back and he was very visibly upset. I was like, what's up, bud? <laughs> and he was like, well, they're taking away all of my AR points. And he had like upwards of 100 at this point, And it was pretty early on in the year still. And I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, they well, and what's shitty to me is that they knew he helped me cheat, but they only punished him. Like they didn't take my AR points away. I didn't get any kind of detention. I didn't get anything for this. So I got my AR points, got my grade and everything while your boy is over here getting everything taken away and like the shame that comes with it because he he um he's a, a teacher's kid and like he and I never really did anything bad or anything in school so this was never expected of us but it was I still feel really bad about it because he got literally 99% of any kind of backlash for doing that so I mean you're an yeah. asshole <laughs> yeah, not a super interesting story, but I do feel really bad about it because it's like, man. And of course, in hindsight, it doesn't really matter because they were just AR points. But I, I felt bad because at the time, it was, it was almost like if he was in the running to be the president, and then there was some kind of collusion, and they were like, oh yeah, you can't run for presidency again. <laughs> like that's how it felt at the time, you know. Yeah, my little so sister was speak. talking about she read so much that she got a cassette player because she got like three hundred points, and she was super excited about it to this day. And then. Here goes my daughter, like, what's a cassette player? <laughs> yeah, no, that's how ours was, too. If you got, um, it wasn't, I don't think we had anything that crazy, but I knew it was, like, for every milestone you got, you got a prize from the AR thing or something. I don't know, something like that. But, yeah, that's my mine. Well, so, speaking of AR, it made me think of a story of when I was in eighth grade. Blake, you would have been a, a freshman. So, we were at the same school. And my sperm donor is uh, quite a, a person. Let's be as vague as possible because that's how I feel. And he was very adamant on his rules 
So I had to wear a belt every time that I had something with belt loops on it. Like it didn't matter. I had to wear it, whether they fit right or not. So as punishment, he was going to make me wear a dress shirt and a tie and slacks and stuff to work because, or to work, to school, because the day before I had forgotten my belt. And he said if I had done it again, I was going to have to wear overalls to school, right? I was like, man, fuck this guy. So I wore like a t-shirt and basketball shorts under, and he would drive me to school every morning. It was about a five-mile drive in. So I'm wearing all this clothes under, and my eighth grade year actually showed pigs. So I had to get dropped off in the morning early so that I could feed my pig and water my pig. And while I was down at the Ag Barn, I took the dress clothes off, right? So I was like, this guy's not going to get me. I'm going to make it through the day. Well, my dumbass didn't think he's our school resource officer. So he's on campus all the time. So all day. All day. So I'm in the library, right? Looking at books, looking at points so that I could get my, like Blake was saying, 10 points for the six weeks. And he just comes walking in like, hey, what's going on? And then just turns around and walks right out. Didn't say anything to me at all in front of it. But you knew. Oh, my God. I you knew. knew. I was so <laughs> fucked. It wasn't even funny. So God I get it. home and he just blows up. We, we've we had quite a uh, quite an experience between him and I and the way that he was uh, raising me for what he did. But it... It, the bad thing is, it's still stuck in my head. I refuse to wear anything jeans, shorts, without a belt now at this point. I don't. Wow, so that's why you always wear athletic shorts then. Yeah, that's one reason. I, I wear a lot of athletic shorts because I just, I for one, I hate jeans, but I love slacks and I love shorts, but I can't go anywhere without a belt on. It bothers me. And I don't, I guess it was just oh, because so it was you're, like you're slammed saying... in my head. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is like you you like have to have a belt all the right, time now. Right. Right. And you're right. I do wear a majority of basketball shorts. Like if I'm not at work because we have a dress code, I try to wear what's comfortable to me when I'm not. Right. Well, and see, I, I do that too because I have to wear, you know, Wranglers or whatever to work every day. So and like I don't, I do not see how people relax in jeans. Oh, I don't either. Like that's it's too hot. No, I get as home. As soon as I, I get home, they're off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, first thing I do is I'm almost butt ass naked like halfway through the door. I mean, I put shorts on because I have I have children and I don't need that dangling around in their eye level. Well, my godforsaken air conditioning is broke again. So for those of you that remember last episode <laughs> when I was talking about it, well, they fixed it and it lasted mm, like five days. Like yeah, we recorded it's anyway. currently. I mean, it like eighty. It's not even on. So we recorded. Uh, well, it's eighty. So it's it's eighty six degrees in my house right now. So. Bless it. Like, I don't know how yeah. you're doing that. It would bother me. Now, when we first moved into this house that we're in right now, our AC wasn't working, but it like the highest it was sitting at was 78, which is still hot for me, you know. Oh, it's still warm. Yeah. Like I don't enjoy having to keep my AC at 78. I I just I don't know. I I I'm just very cheap when it comes to paying for electricity, but the worst part is that our office is closed today because I could have had a work order in for it, but it wouldn't have mattered because I rec- I noticed it yesterday afternoon. They're closed today. 
So I've got to get it in and then wait for tomorrow. But like I was, I was actually telling Michael earlier today, luckily, because in Texas, we have such intense heat, the um, landlords and or property managers are legally required to get air conditioning fixed as quickly as possible because of how intense the actual heat is. So that's pretty neat. Well, it's both the heat and the humidity because the further, of course, we get to the coast, the nastier it is outside all the time. Oh, yeah, it's never, it, even if it's cool outside, it's so humid. Like Tuesday, it was 80 degrees here, but it was so humid, it felt like it was in the upper 90s. It was disgusting here. And I thought, I'll wear a sweater today because it's going to be <laughs> in the 80s. And it was an absolute mistake because I'm trying that, um, that spray deodorant, you know? The I know, but it's the same deodorant brand and everything that I've been using. But it's just the spray. It's just the spray, and it doesn't work as good as the stick. So <laughs> your boy was musky as hell all day Tuesday. I felt really bad scent. for everyone because I was not uncomfortable or anything. It just, I could smell myself. Well, and at it least wasn't... you recognize that. And you're like, okay, this is an issue because there's people that don't. They come to the store all the time. Like, they smell like cat pee. And it's Oh, that's disgusting. the worst one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's just overbearing. But those, those uh, few people, I don't want to be too specific on this, this, these individuals. And, and Blend and I cannot be any more concise on using this word entire. But when they walk in, the entire store smells like cat pee. And it's got quite a bit of square footage for this location that we work at. It's it's too much. It's not like, oh, you know, you kind of smell like cat pee. It's it's <laughs> it overwhelms it's like you bathe in cat the pee. well being. Yeah. Yes. The uh, well being of so, like, everyone everybody knows. Immediately as soon as the door opens. And we just we know these people so the people who've been there a long time, like I have, I've been there uh, almost, you know, over two years. And it's very apparent when I see them roll up, I make my way to another area so that I don't have to, right, <laughs> I don't have to be back? the one to, to resolve whatever issues they're running into that day. We uh, uh, had kind of that same issue at my last job um, just because of the sheer quantity of people we had coming through there. But there was also, and I, I know y'all have them because you've mentioned them a couple of times, but we, have, we had a couple regulars that nobody ever wanted to have to help because it was always dramatic. It was always way harder than it needed to be. It was, they were asking the same exact fucking questions they've asked every single time they've been in there for the last five years, and we give them the same answer, and they always, always act the same way. And we actually had one guy that we would clear the department for if we saw him coming. Like, we would all find something to be busy with in the back so that <laughs> somebody else had to help him. Or we would just, like, find a different department to act like we worked in. Because he, it, like, he would come in, and he was just immediately belligerent. And it, it, was, a, it was actually, like, a Russian or Ukrainian or some kind of area, uh, that area. Because he would come in, and he'd be just screaming to his mom on the phone. But the problem was is he was not very couth with it, and he'd be screaming about the price of lamb, but he 
would just be spitting and drooling everywhere while saying this, and it was going like all over the packages of everything that he was touching. And it was like, I don't know what to fucking do here because <laughs> if I approach him about it, he's going to kill me. Oh, but if I just stand here, I can't let someone go and like interact with the, the object that he was fucking with, you know? So I, I don't know. But uh, I don't even know what we started talking about there. Oh, cat piss people. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Great description. Cat piss people. <laughs> No, I don't know them by any of their names besides the cat piss people. I mean, so this just, it's fair. Well, I see them in public and I still avoid them. I don't even have to deal with them, but I still avoid them just because of the sheer smell. Well, to move on to our next topic of the day, as I've said before in a lot of our podcasts, I like to keep these as positive as possible. We joke and laugh and we love to tell you our stories, but... My favorite segment of the day is our woman in history. Now, we've talked about technology a couple of times in this podcast, but how much do y'all know about the CEO and president of Yahoo? Uh, nothing. I didn't even know it was a female president. It is. Not going to lie. Her name is Marissa <laughs> Mayer. She was actually brought on to Google in 1999 as their only 20th employee. Oh, wow. So really early. Been there a while. Yeah. Well, she transitioned over to Yahoo in 2012. Uh, She, with Google, built most of Google's homepage. She was the first female software engineer, actually. She contributed to such big names as we know of Gmail, Chrome, and Google Earth. But she did a huge redesigned for Yahoo in 2013 before they got bought out by Verizon, which was finalized in 2017. But it's crazy that she started as Google's 20th employee and is still high up in a company like this, even though she's transitioned from one really large company over to another. But I thought it was a really, really cool topic because like both of y'all said, you didn't know that there was even a female CEO and president of a large technology company like that. The real question, though, is how much did Yahoo offer her to leave oh, Google? Like, as the 20th employee, you know she had some insane bank invested in that place. Oh, yeah. She was there 13 years, and she was the first female software engineer that they brought on. Right, and the, like you know, Yahoo had to be like, "Here's eighty percent of our net worth, so that you'll come work for us." You, you can know? immediately become CEO and the president if you just leave Google. You know, just just, just leave them. By the way, leave one of the biggest companies in the world, mind that you. You were there but, to help you know, start. It's almost like Robert California talking his way into owning <laughs> the uh, freaking saber. Right. Yeah. To be CEO would take the actual owner's job, the creator of the company. Well, to transition from one amazing woman to a woman that uh, makes a lot of really bad decisions. Now, the lady that we're going to talk about now is a blogger for a How to Get Away with Murder blog. Now, the reason I'm bringing this to you is because she was arrested for murdering her husband. What? Okay, so obviously right? she didn't okay. get away with it. No, 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 not at all. So her husband was found early 
one summer morning this year with a gunshot wound, and he, they found him surrounded by people. Uh, when somebody finally called 911, the first responders got there, but they were unable to save him. Now, this man was in his early 60s, and him and his wife had been married for a long time. And the next day, she posted on Facebook, I have sad news to relate. My husband and best friend was killed yesterday morning. For those who are close and feel this deserves a phone call, you're right. But please save all calls for a few days until I can function. Now, when confronted by news people, her neighbor said that she was clearly not upset or sad. It was almost like nothing had happened. So months and months later, she was arrested. Uh, she was arrested and put behind bars, unable to get away with her husband's murder. How uneasy do you think the home life is to be married to someone who writes a how to get away with murder blog? You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, now he should have been terrified, but that's uh, but it is kind of ironic. I think Bland was starting to say how like that's like literally her life's work, and she fucked up on the first one. Well, she also put in one of her blogs that a gun was the best way because it was quick and you had to have skill, but a knife would be much, much too messy. So you know, a lot of a lot of keynotes there. Kind of gave herself away. Yeah, I just also how how does that kind of an individual like how long did she write the blog for? Does it say? No, I mean she had been writing it a long time. Not. I was gonna say that just seems like something that someone should have flagged or been like, hey, this probably isn't the right information to convey to people on a widespread medium like social media or whatever yeah i mean a lot of people still do blogs and stuff like that doesn't mean they're killing their husbands she just made a bad bad well bad I mean, but you could have a blog about pretty much anything whether it makes sense or not you know i mean are you reading blogs that don't make sense i no. i mean i'm saying i mean because i've seen stuff about like uh because <laughs> my i have a daughter so you know um watch like for once about like my little ponies right and so i've seen almost every episode just because i have a small child even though i hate it but I've I've seen stuff on there about people they call themselves bronies, and it's like grown ass men yeah. who are obsessed with My Little Pony. Men your like, age, what is wrong without with you? children? You know, but they have blogs and all this other stuff about it all the time. Right, and see the funny thing about the brony thing is I always thought people were just like doing it ironically or whatever you want to say. Like I I I honestly thought bronies were just trolling or something, and then you come to find out that these people are like legit diehard about this show and it's not even it's not even on i guess uh, it's they go so deep with it like there's incredibly deep analysis on the actual episodes as to what they mean to like the socio-economic state of the country and stuff like that and like there's so many they, they they catch political undertones in these characters or whatever it's very it's a lot more intense than i originally thought yeah, you're reading into it way too much, too, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, I get really liking a TV show, but it's, it is, um, it's, I think it's the polarizing fact that it is a small child's TV show, and there's literally grown-ass men obsessed. that are, yeah, that's a good word for it, yeah, obsessed, because it's like their life, which I'm not judging, but I, that's oh, not I'll my judge. cup of tea. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll just say that, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's like, I'm too old to give a shit. I can't wait till I'm like 80 and I can just yell at people for no reason. Right, <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, he deserves it. Just walk up to random people in the grocery store and start screaming at him. Get out of my store. You don't know my life. People are wild. Have y'all ever been weirdly confronted by old people like that anywhere in public? Oh, God, I'm glad you said that. There's a talking point I wanted to bring up. Actually, I'll bring up the one like that. Um, I was actually with a customer the other day, and I don't know if I told you this yet or not, Michael, but I would shake his hand because it was a, um, I guess, uh, it was a customer through a customer kind of thing, and um, shaking his hand. And when I say the nanosecond our skin touched in that handshake, I mean, like, the smallest distance of time, he immediately was just like, Man, boy, you got some big hands. You went, to, you go to college, and then turn my hand over to like look at my ring, and uh, like it was all like one sentence. By the way, it wasn't like two questions. It was like two questions in one question kind of thing, and I was, I, it was, it happened so quickly that I had no idea how to react to it. So I was just like, not flabbergasted, but I, I just didn't know. For one, it was such a aggressive <laughs> introduction that I was just like, I don't know what the right way to deal with this is. So. Yeah, that's I mean, my story. talking about these random old people. So we were at a, an event for the place that we worked the other day. And we were just out there meeting people, trying to, you know, uh, talk to them about different things. And this this old guy just walked up and, like, no hi, no hey, how, what brings you out here today? Just started screaming about how happy he was with the service that he was receiving from the company. <laughs> it was just, like, no context. Just no context. Just <laughs> belligerent screaming about how unhappy he was. And I was like... Like you like, had yes, a like way I'm gonna to fix, fix it for that. you right now, sir. You're like, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest things about how all of us working in the service industry like that for as long as we have is that, you know, you, you realize very quickly how, I don't want to say how ignorant the public is, but the fact that they they, it's almost flattering because they think we have way more yes. power than we do. You know what I mean? Like they, they think that we can just be like, hey, president and CEO of this multinational corporation, I need you to do what Shannon here is complaining about. And they just think you have a direct line and that you just have that much power. But it, it's just in reality, you know, you're getting paid 10 bucks an hour to do this menial task, or at least where I worked it was. And yeah, it's, it's a little annoying. Well, they feel like we should bend over backwards for them when all they have is loyalty is what they claim. I've been with X, Y, and Z for 16 years. I've been doing business with y'all for 16. What are you going to do to keep <laughs> me from taking my business so, elsewhere? No, no, no. Uh, Ma'am, not a goddamn <laughs> thing. It's what I want to say, but I can't because my menial job that I get paid $10 an hour helps me do things like this. So a real life funny story. So I worked for a, uh, I mean, this is back in the day. So it was probably like 10 years ago. I, back when I was still in middle school, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a call center for a cell phone company. So, I mean, this, I, I don't work there anymore. It was a long time ago, but, and it was a retention department. And so the whole job was customers call in and they say, I want to cancel. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Let me see what I can do to fix your issue. You know, let's get it going. So, this gentleman calls in and he is screaming because he wants his brand new phone that just came out. It is a little context. Do y'all know what a Palm Pre is? Okay. Yes. So this is like original, like for Android iPhone. It's, it's back in the day. 
this Palm Pre just came out. It's the hottest phone. And he is screaming that he's going to cancel. And he wants this phone for free because he's been a loyal customer. And, you know, just going on and on and on and on and on about how he deserves his phone because how long he's been with the company. Apparently, he did not realize that you can see when you signed up for service. Because when I pointed out to the gentleman that he'd only been with the company for 17 days and he'd yet to pay a bill, uh, <laughs> he didn't quite, you know. <laughs> yeah, for one, bitch. People don't think. No. Th- oh, but no, I'm sorry, Michael, to cut you off. But that is the most gratifying moment of that job, like that. this sector's job, is whenever you get to be like, hey, um, let me prove you wrong in front of fucking everybody. <laughs> you know, like, whenever you get to just prove a customer wrong, like, oh, my God. I was going to ask this, too. I, after whatever you say, Michael, we can do this one. I was going to say um, whatever your favorite interaction with a customer is because mine is <laughs> we were really busy one day, and I was very just over everybody. So I was not giving very in-depth answers to a customer questions, but I was I was being quaint. You know, I was answering the questions. One guy comes up, and no shit, dead eye, just looks me dead in the eye and says, hey, um, why does this cost that much? And I said, because that's the <laughs> price. And he goes, okay, and then turns around. Like, there was no follow-up question. There was no, like, joke to it. He was just like, okay. It was a legitimate question, and he got yeah, the answer yeah. he was expecting. Yeah, it was the most concise conversation I've ever had, and I wish every single customer was like that. Oh, that's amazing. Well, to, no, you're, you're good. I, I literally just was saying that people just don't pay attention to anything or don't care. But to go off of what you were saying, now, mine wasn't exactly a customer interaction. Now, because, like you were saying, we work in the service industry, when you transfer to a new job, they ask you about your good experience with customers. Well, before I worked where I do, I worked in a bar. And I had a gentleman one time ask me to make him a certain drink. Now, to give you a little context, we were a margarita primarily bar. We were tacos and tequila. So this guy knew we knew how to make drinks because we had no mixes. We had zero mixes. Everything was fresh squeezed and muddled at that time. But he goes, I need you to make me a fireball margarita. And I said, okay, how do you? Nope, just make it. I trust you. Go back behind the bar and make it. I said, okay. So I go back there and I'm like, hmm. Now with fireball, it's cinnamon. So it's got a little kick to it. So let's add to that. So we had a hibiscus agave that I muddled a jalapeno in. A little lime juice in there. You know, fireball to the correct pour. Some Grand Marnier. And then I did a float. And I took it out to him and he goes, this is the best margarita I've ever had. I need you to make me... Me and my wife, two of these. Absolutely. So they would come back in periodically, and they named it the All-American for some reason. We used to sell it at the bar. It never was on the menu, but if someone came in and asked for it, everyone knew how to make it. Well, when I left that job, I came to the job that I'm at now. The lady that interviewed me was very simple and said, when was a time that you had excellent customer satisfaction? And because of nerves, I would assume... The first thing that came out of my mouth 
and I work at a pretty large company, was, do you know what Fireball is? (laughs) (laughs) You ever been blacked out before? (laughs) So she's like on her computer typing, and the sheer shock on her face, I think is the only reason I got hired, because I just stuck out differently than everybody else that she had been interviewing, because... It's a it's, it's a very bold it's answer. a very bold answer. So she's she looks away from her computer and she laughs and says, "Well, yeah, I know what fireball is." So I proceed to tell her the same story, and it, I, to this day, still think that's the only reason I got hired on is because I made an actual impression instead of, "Oh well, customers just love me and I've been a great." Blah 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 blah, smoking, blowing smoke up my own asshole. I was just very real with it, but I loved bartending. It was, it was actually really, really awesome, and that was actually what I wanted to talk about next. Now, my favorite drink is a very simple tart margarita on the rocks. Just very little sweetness where you can actually taste the tequila. Now. Brandon, you drink a lot of your stuff just straight. That's my favorite drink, man. Just uh, scotch or Irish whiskey in a glass, man. That's that's all I need. Now, what's your favorite whiskey? Uh, I'm kind of torn. I mean, it depends on the, the mood. I mean, I'd love some Johnny Walker Black uh, or uh, some Jameson. Uh, and just put a little ice in it, man, and that's all you need. See, that's just, that's rough. That's because I'm a man. What can I Brandon, say? have you ever had, right? <laughs> I was going to say, it's a very, well, hair it's on a your very chest. masculine Sorry, drink. Yeah. Um, Brandon, have you ever had um, nope, Johnny Walker Blue? Nope, I'm not Blue? that. I'm a poor man. Um. Yeah, that's I. Well, and the only reason I knew about it was because I used to watch a shit ton of Archer, and that's like they talk about that drink all the time. And I'm like, okay, this has got to be good if this like they just keep referencing it. So I go to Specs or Twin Liquors or whatever it was, and I'm like, where is this shit? And then it's like, oh, this is in the locked cabinet because it's three hundred dollars a really bottle. Now the really good one is, is the Johnny Walker Did, Green. Didn't realize that. That runs you about a, a grand yeah, a bottle. Yeah, the Green. That, so, uh... Yeah, that that one they they had like you had to special order it to the store because I think yeah the blue's like three hundred and the green is like the extreme reserve or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I, I've always wanted to try it, but of course it's very expensive and I can't really justify spending that much on a whiskey unless someone. No, else even is then though, because I mean I enjoy drinking it, but I mean I have no problem drinking some Kentucky Deluxe or some Rebel Yell that cost you like ten dollars for you yeah. know the uh, for a handle of it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, so say some shit that'll peel paint off of a battleship. Yeah, it's just brown rubbing yep. alcohol. But I'll definitely knock that back too. What about you, Blake? I see. I used to hate tequila like with a passion, and now my favorite drink is tequila shots. Like lime salt tequila shots. Fucking love them. Even the good like um, what is it the this whatever the silver tequila is the one the ones that you can like actually sip really i mean granted tequila will knock you on your ass really quickly which is awesome but yeah so, teque- anything tequila like margarita like you said is is a good so thing not but, to correct you, you blake but silver is not for sipping or silver is not whatever it's so there's the, reposado which is three months aged and then there's anejo which is six months or more so those are a lot smoother you can actually find some really inexpensive smooth tequila like that to sip on at specs it's only like a like a 29 dollar bottle it's pretty good it's pretty good stuff but i worked at a place where we had 30 different kinds of tequila so we got a lot 
and even stuff that we didn't keep our lick our liquor rep would come every wednesday and bring us stuff so we got to try a lot of different tequila like expensive bottles all the way down to just garbage but yeah tequila based drinks i love but i um i'll I'll do like what brandon does every now and then nice whiskey rocks is good it's a it's a good way to pace yourself or at least for me it is because it's it's not like a i don't know i can still slam them back you know so you know i mean i can too but it's a it's a way to it's uh polices me i guess you could say it's because it's I don't usually drink it, so when I do, it's like, oh, yeah, that's as strong as it was the last time. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, let's go on to our game of the day. Now, we've all talked about this already, so we're going to do a two truths and a lie. And I will let Brandon start, and we'll do our best to try to figure out which is which. Okay, so two truths and a lie. So tell me which one is the lie. I have had 13 concussions. I've been shot at. And I've never broken a bone. I know the answer to this one. I feel like two of them kind of go hand in hand, but they... Um, I want to say you've never that broken a bone. Yeah. I'm going to say... Oh, oh wow, so I was, I was wrong. Gonna Mike, because I thought you already knew. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I thought it was the other. I knew the 13 concussions was definitely true because we've talked about that before. And see, so you wonder why I could ever remember anything. Damn, that's crazy. Okay, that's just you're not paying attention with your ADD. <laughs> that's crazy, though, to have 13 concussions and never break a bone. No, 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 the, Brandon, the why don't you tell Blake about the time he got pulled over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the lie was never broken a bone, yeah. Why don't you tell him about the time you got pulled over after one of your last concussions? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Where you had to wear the No, no, EKG. no. That was when I was having seizures. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Jesus. Picture picture of health, yeah. That was when I was almost dying So, I was having wreck. seizures after my daughter was born just because I was working a lot, uh, apparently, and just up all night, you know. And so, I had to go to the hospital, which just happened to be like two blocks down from where I lived. And they put a portable EKG on my head. So, it's like... 10 different wires and plugs and it's the taped all to my head. So my head is just full of tape and it's a wires going down my back and I've got this big old battery pack and this motorcycle cop pulls me over. And if you've been pulled over by a motorcycle cop, they are the worst about giving you tickets because they're a shire job. This man, no shit gave me like 10 different tickets all the way up to the address on my license was wrong. And he didn't give me a warning. He no shit gave me like a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket for just for that. Way back. This was on your way to the hospital. Back from the hospital. Yeah, I was wired up, man. It wow. Was crazy. Never. Did he even ask asked. about he the like, rig on oh, your head? Here you go, man. Like... Here's here's a grand in tickets. <clears throat> yeah. What a cock. <laughs> all right, all right, Blake. Go ahead and give us your first. Okay. Yeah, okay. So two truths and a lie. All right. The first one is the very first night I went out with my friends in college, I bought 35 tacos from Jack in the Box. The second one is the first time I had sex with a girl, I was afraid she was pregnant for three months after the fact. And the third one is in the last election, I did not vote for Trump. 
All right, I'll go. I want to say the last one's a lie. I would say Trump. I would say Trump is the uh, is the lie. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't vote <laughs> at all. <laughs> so. Yeah. I I meant to word that one so it was it sounded more like it was true. I should have said I did vote for Trump, so it was whatever. Either way, yeah. No, it was the Trump one. I didn't vote at all. I'm a piece of shit. I registered to vote, didn't vote, and then got punished by getting <laughs> fucking jury duty. So, <laughs> See, I always want to do jury duty. I mean, I get to miss work, sit in a place and judge people, and get free lunch. Yeah, but unless your work like, pays you to be there, it's so bad. Because half the time, it doesn't go through, and they pay you like six bucks. But if your work pays you to be there, that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm down with that. All right, what's yours, Michael? All right. Uh, I have broken a bone. I've been in a rollover accident. I have shit in my neighbor's yard. <laughs> oh, I'm really hoping think, that he has shit in his neighbor's yard. So I'm going to go with broken a bone. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say too, because I want the other ones to be real. So Blake, is that your answer too? So that's, yeah, the that's, that's, that's the awesome. lie. Okay. I didn't hear the story. I was like, please, please, if you're in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> so when we first moved to um, right outside of Austin, me and my brother were at home a lot. Well, we had a basketball goal that we set up in the cul-de-sac. And I bet my little brother, I was like, hey, if you make this shot, I'll shit in our neighbor's garden. <laughs> And lo and behold, this motherfucker made it. So I... And you're a man of your word. I'm a man of my word, but growing up, did not shit that frequently. So I had to wait. Oh, that's Oh, my right. God, yeah. yeah. You had a weird Never. bowel system. Uh, still, it's still, it's still fucked up. I don't know if I need fiber or what. God knows I don't. Can we get a Metamucil uh, weirdness yeah. real quick? Oh yeah, let me let me get those those little snacks. <laughs> Michael needs to shit. <laughs> please, please, Lord. Well, I <clears throat> one night late was telling him I was like, dude, I got a shit. He goes, you made a promise, you made a bet, you this better go. So yeah, I just wheels down right in a flower bed, and. I felt bad because it was not a younger person that lived next door. Uh, we had been there so short of amount of time. I didn't realize she had a gardener. <laughs> uh, so she, which we didn't necessarily like, was not the one that picked it up. Her oh, God. poor gardener. So this poor, poor gardener had to... Yeah, I feel uh I actually feel pretty bad about that, but my brother at that same night went to another neighbor's house and filled their bird bath with his piss. <laughs> Jeez. Nice. One for one. One for one. Yeah. Good times. All right, Brandon. All right, next one. Uh let's see. I sunk a jet ski in a lake. I've uh, crashed a boat. And I've been scuba diving in the keys with sharks. I want to say wreck a boat. I'll say uh, it actually is. I, I've never ski. crashed a boat. But I did sunk. I did sink a jet ski in a lake, which was quite interesting. <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah, that we were. Uh... <laughs> Bland. No offense, but you have traveled a lot more than I would have given I've been you credit for. Quite a few for. places, yeah. 
Yeah, I just I never. I do enjoy traveling. You just don't get to do it much when you have kids. He is our Chris Stapleton. (laughs) (laughs) Our world explorer. Uh, All right, Blake, what you got for us? Okay. In college, I perfected the puke and rally. In high school, my vehicle was flagged by a drug dog for having substance in it. And in college, I managed to bed the president of a sorority. I'll say the sorority. I'll do the drug dog in high school. Okay, it was the sorority one. It wasn't the president. It oh, it's even chapel. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if you're listening. You know who you are, and I didn't mean to bring that up, but it's funny. So it get is over funny. It. All right. So. <laughs> but the yeah, the drug dog one. Um, there's actually sorry. Real no, quick. no, no. I was gonna. Add, I, I know. I know the, the story to that. I was gonna ask. Yeah, but yeah. Man, yeah, the drug dog one. So our principal came out, or Gang got me, and she's like, hey, and I thought she was fucking with me at first, because just the way she presented it, she was like, hey, so the dog spotted on your truck. And I was like, okay, LOL, okay, okay. And she's like, no, no, seriously. <laughs> and I was like, ah, goddammit. So we go out into the, the, the thing, and, and, like, and I didn't do anything. Like, I knew I didn't have anything. I knew there, like, I didn't do any of that stuff or whatever. And they come out there, and they're, like, looking, they're like, are we allowed in? And I was like, yeah, I know there's nothing fucking in there. And, um, so they're like sniffing around and like the dog keeps honing in on like the passenger seat, the passenger seat. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Obviously I don't drive in the passenger seat or anything. They don't find anything. They're like, whatever they're and all this. So anyway, long story short, one of my buddies in my class who I'd been giving rides home from one act play practice with <laughs> apparently abused so much of said substance that it fucking seeped into my passenger seat enough to trigger a dog from outside the freaking truck. So, yeah, that was oh, good really interesting. So No, I was going to ask you about that because I knew this story, but I didn't. I knew Bland wouldn't. All right, so my second one is I have shit myself. I can do a front flip. I didn't, or I graduated almost last in my class. Mm. I'm going to go with the front flip. And I really want to hear the story about you shitting your pants because I hope it's true. I, I'll say front flip too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I got food poisoning. Uh, Bland, do you remember this? It was at a little Mexican food restaurant here in town, and I couldn't eat or drink anything for days. And yeah, I was just laying in bed, and my poor girlfriend. I just shit. <laughs> okay, I didn't know this. Well, I didn't really plan oh, on telling anybody. Telling everybody but also. I thought it would be right. funny because, oh yeah, who cares at this point? I just shit. Yeah, I did. It. I feel really bad for her because it, it wasn't her fault, and it was all my. And it wasn't like I had dropped a log in the bed. Like splatter, you know, like I was, yeah. I was just, oh no. No, no, no. It was just, it, I. Growing up, we always asked if you had left track marks in your underwear when you when you farted. I definitely left a full tire. Go. <laughs> yep. Well, Jeez. at least you had underwear on. Oh, true. Yeah, because I was fully clothed actually. I and I always wish to wear underwear, but I was so sick and I was cold because I had just been puking all night. I was running a fever just because of how dehydrated and hot 
body's all stressed yeah, out and, and it, shit. I mean, probably lucky for her that, that I was, you know, in that situation. But all right, Brandon, what's all your right. last one, man? So I uh, I punched a pit bull in the face. Um, I had a coke machine follow me and broke my leg. Then I hit a deer doing 110. It's the first one. Yeah, that's right. You got it. First, first one. Yeah, okay. you told us the deer story like oh, four, really? See, that four podcasts ago. Kicking in that 13 concussions, I can't remember shit. <laughs> yeah, you talked about because we asked if it just uh, well. disintegrated. All right, Blake, what you got, man? All right. Um, I spent all of my graduation money on my previous girlfriend in the matter of a month. In my first eight months living on my own in college, my dad only called me four times. And in high school, I used prescri- prescription deodorant that caused my sweat glands to die, and I no longer sweat out of my armpits. The last one. Uh, yeah, yeah. let's go to the last one. It's actually my dad calling. He only contacted <laughs> me two times in the first eight months where I was living by Jesus. myself. So. so, but your armpits, they sweat now, right? Um, it's like a weird, like, humid sweat. Like, they don't... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what? Like, you know how... It's hard to explain. Like, there's moisture, but it's just because the sweat from the surrounding area gets, like, humid and gets in my arm hair, or my armpit hair. So, yeah. No, to tell this story, I had incredibly bad sweating problem in... Uh, when I was younger, like it was like all my armpits, like I had to wear black all the time because it was just drenched and everything. I mean, it was probably just hardcore puberty, but it was like, I mean, it was so bad that, I mean, I had to get a prescription deodorant or whatever. And I, the way you used it is you used it at night. So you like slept with it or whatever. And um, when you first get it, you have to use it every single night. And then as your body acclimates to it, you can space out when you use it or whatever. Well, when you first do it, you have to do it every single night, right? And it's um, a very strong prescription, I'll just say that. And your armpits are super sensitive skin. So it, like, I, I had to time it to where I was tired enough to go to sleep so that I could fall asleep before the medicine kicked in. Because if I didn't, it felt like I literally had uh, lit fires in both of my armpits and I couldn't Jesus. sleep. Like, I remember there was one night I literally had to get up in the middle of the night and get Ziploc bags full of ice cubes from the fridge to put under my arms so I could sleep. And I just like was miserable so, there. Why did your parents uh, just tell you to stop using it? Why did they just let you hurt? Oh, I didn't tell them because oh, okay. I didn't like, I like, I was so self-conscious about the sweating. Cause I mean, it was bad. Like it was, it was like, it wasn't like, Oh, I was doing physical activity and I just sweat a lot. It was literally I could put on a new shirt out of the shower, and by the time I was at school, it was just drenched, and um, or at least the armpits were, or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I wanted it to work so bad, so I was, I was just like, man, okay, this definitely isn't right. <laughs> this, this shouldn't be happening. But I, I just wanted it to be gone so badly that I just stuck through it, and now, um, yeah, now I don't fucking sweat, and it's probably not healthy. Like, <laughs> I wonder where it's uh, going. Yeah, I mean, they 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 still sweat, but it's it's um it's it's way below what it should be. I'll just say that. 
Like it's uh, it's not a normal. They don't sweat like a normal person's would. Like I said, it's a weird, <laughs> like a terrarium. <laughs> like how the, the, the moisture in your like it's just they just get foggy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, sounds gross, but yeah. All right, what's your last one? Like? All right, so I've got a pretty personal last one. Um, I shook my cat because I was excited to see a friend. I've used propane to kill prairie dogs. Or I sat in the back of the class growing up. Uh, the, I, I want to go fast because I feel like the it's class too easy. one. But you know, I'm gonna go with uh, shaking your cat. <laughs> so Blake was right. So let's let's break these down one at a time. <laughs> yeah, let, okay? yeah let's, say, let's get all of these, these other are uh, all these are pretty packed full of story. Well, so growing up, like I said, I went to a private school, but my mom felt the need to make me sit with the teacher at her desk. Oh, at her desk. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I faced all of the children from second to sixth grade. I would sit right next to her. Yeah, she just like like your mom geez. requested yes, this to every happen. year with every different teacher. Wow, that's interesting. I have some odd parents. Uh, no, and the funny thing about this is the fact that your last one was like, oh yeah, I graduated <laughs> at the bottom of my class. Oh yeah. And <laughs> the next one is the fact that you had to sit next to your your teacher. That's that's pretty. Cr- I never knew that. That's pretty. Yeah, crazy. I had to sit right next to her or him. You know, depending on what year it was. Uh, yeah, every every year, every class. Was there any kind of special anything that came out of that? No, no. Yeah, I just felt I was... like an asshole because my mom made I can me imagine sit that in the front of class because she felt like I talked to my students. Okay, so get this. So the older I'm getting, the more I realize that I have some sort of attention deficit disorder. I don't know if it's hyper or what, but if I if I don't focus on something or I can focus on a lot of things at once, my mom always thought that I was just ignoring my teachers. But the one time in third grade that I got to sit with the class, my teacher tried to catch me because I begged her to let me be a normal child. And she asked me a question, and I answered it because I don't have to be directly staring at somebody to pay attention and, you know, learn that she tried to go to my mom and be like, look, he's he just learns differently. And my mom was like, nope, fuck that. Go sit his ass back up at the front. So Fucking incursion. He can't learn outside of the norm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't learn like that now. I was, I've never been able to. But to go to the the cat story, so like I've said in the podcast before, a lot of us came into second grade at the same school at the same time. So it was all our first year there. Well, like I said, or like Brandon said, it didn't help my friendship section of my life having to sit with a teacher every day. So one of my good friends that I still keep up with today, I was able to go over to his house just to hang out for the weekend. And I was so excited. My cat was sitting in a recliner. I grabbed the back of the recliner and just started shaking, <laughs> like rocking the motherfucker back and forth. Right. And I was just like, I didn't know how to harness my excitement because I, like I said, I've, I've got to have some sort of ADD or ADHD. I have no idea, but I like didn't know how to control it. So I just like the first thing I saw, I was just like, <laughs> just raged out on it. And the, the issue <coughs> actually hurt a lot. <coughs> um, they, both of my parents were walking out of their bedroom to take me as I was doing that. And oh. 
<laughs> I had to sit there and let listen to them call as they were telling his parents that I wasn't able to come. And I felt like <laughs> such a jackass to 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 not be able to go because I was so excited that I shook my, our cat. So yeah. my last talking <laughs> yeah, like, point, my off. grandparents had a cabin in Colorado, which is where we go for our vacations throughout the summer. And my grandpa was in Vietnam and he just, he's, he never stopped working until he literally just dropped dead. It was the weirdest. He was fine. And then just fell like a board backwards in his kitchen. And that was it. No warning. (laughs) I'm not kidding. No warning at all. And my uncles make jokes about it now because they're getting older. My mom was in her thirties before she had me. So she's got two older brothers and they're always like, yep, I'm, I want to go out just like dad went out. Just fall right back. Fall, just <laughs> right in front of the family. Right of, <laughs> one, day, one second I'm fine. Next second I'm gone. Just just take me, Lord. But when I was staying up there, I would stay up there during the summer, just like I vacation now. And he always wanted to have horses. And he had quite a bit of land. Well, these damn prairie dogs would, of course, burrow holes in the ground. So every morning... We would get up and try to get rid of them, just try to get them off the property. So we would fill holes, and then we would pump propane down in the ones that we didn't close, and then light it on Very fire. Very ethical. <laughs> so it sucked all of the air out of the holes because there was no oh, other Jesus. air coming in. Because in a fire, it takes all the oxygen. And with propane, it's so quick. It's not like a slow burn. As soon as you light it, it's just... It's like gasoline. It just sucks everything. So we would we did that. Shoot, I was there for a month, and we we're, I feel we're like prairie we did dogs that every just day, like pop it out of the ground, trying to get rid of like, them, like little missiles. Dude, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> they, were, they were everywhere. <laughs> we couldn't get rid of them. Like nothing we did could get rid of them. It was the weirdest thing. I've never had to deal with anything like that before. But yeah, we've tried to kill prairie dogs with propane before, and yeah, shook a cat and had to sit with the teacher. For like six years of my life. That's interesting. Your private school years are, are very dark times, apparently. Oh yeah, I watched a kid stick a plunger <laughs> on another kid's face. <laughs> oh, like a used plunger, like right out of the bathroom. Oh god! Like picked it up from the side of the toilet Ugh. and just stuck it right to his face, dude. It was <laughs> yeah, and they we it was at a church, but the church had a ton of land, and it was actually right in front of Lockheed Martin, right there in Fort Worth. And oh, okay, I know exactly. I mean, where that is, then. right in front of Lockheed Martin, we could look out the back of the school and see the hangars for Lockheed Martin, like that close. <laughs> So we would have all kinds of flyovers and stuff, but they would just let us loose in the back. It it was probably five acres between the highway and the other road between like us and Lockheed Martin. And they would just let us loose. We would get those crab apples and throw them at each other. One time my friend took um, baby or eggs out of a bird's nest and a bird was attacking us at school. Like we couldn't run fast enough. It was just dive bombing us. Well, you took it young. What yeah, you I know. Expect? It's uh, yeah, we we definitely had some interesting times up there, and even, and that was actually we. I was at one for from second to sixth grade, and then I went to another one at seventh grade, and that was a, a whole different situation. But you know, good times, definitely. Yeah, my actually speaking of my seventh grade year, I played football. Right, Blake and I have talked about this, and it was the only year that I've ever played, and we got in trouble because we constantly got 
flags because we were mo- we were moving off the line before the ball was snapped, and the place that we were playing. <laughs> The, the place that we played and practiced was actually an old closed-down horse racing. Uh, like a like arena? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I can't even think. But they had shut it. It had been shut down for a long time, so we just got to practice there. Well, it had rained and rained and rained. And, of course, you know, with rain in pastures, there's just ants. Well, we couldn't. He was like, you better not move. You better sit there. So I'm sitting there, and I got covered in ants. And... I I had so many ant bites that it made me pass out. It was that bad. And the coach comes up. I was like, I, I was like, coach, I'm getting bit by fire ants. And he sees it and he goes, why didn't you move? I was like, bitch. I, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> he told me I couldn't do anything. And yeah, so I had to go home. I've got some, yeah, some interesting stories from, uh, from my, from my early years. <laughs> well, as we, as we dig out of my personal life, let's, Go over to our resident dad and hear our dad right. joke. What of do the, the day. movies Titanic and The Sixth Sense have in common? What do the movies The Titanic and The Sixth Sense I see dead people. have in common? <laughs> oh. Oh. I, oh my that's, God. That's, yeah, that's what it's Holy so fucking levels. <laughs> Damn. <Yeah. laughs> that's a good one, though. I like that was that. a good one. Well, guys. Not for the death. Thank but. you so much for listening to our ninth podcast. Uh, to go back to the technical difficulties now, I know we posted two videos. I'm sorry. We posted two audios back-to-back, two shows back-to-back, and we're going to get back on a better track now. We got this recorded, and we'll have it out for you the second. So that's going to be this upcoming Tuesday, and we'll be back on track to get you out Fridays. But for all of us at... For all we know, for Michael, Bland, Blake, and everybody else that helps with this show, thank you so much, and have a great night.